They have really had that mirror facing them. And some people are falling away from Jesus because they're not ready to face what God is showing them in the mirror. Um, And this is really vitally important because even if we take spirituality, God, Jesus, new age out of this, if you want to improve your life in any sense, you have to look in the mirror. Welcome to She Is Risen, the podcast, where the woman new or mature to her faith can come to learn, decompress, and heal the anxiety keeping her from living a deeper, connected, meaningful, and purpose-led life. I'm your host, Riley June, cognitive behavioral therapist and woman of God. Six years ago, I was riddled with anxiety, lost in new age practices, and I've been blessed to be saved and go on to help thousands of others heal their anxiety and deepen their relationship with Christ. You are not alone. I am here to help. Tune in for the weekly therapy your soul has been praying for. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to another session of She is Restored. I'm really fired up about this episode today for a couple of reasons. One in which was not initially the biggest reason, but I am coming to realize that it is the most important reason. So I have tried to record this episode on my computer in the same fashion and form that I have for the last three and a half years of running this podcast, and it will not record properly at all. I've never had this problem where it completely glitches and it was just an absolute mess. I had to do it a few times. I realized that it wasn't working. And so I'm actually recording this in my audio notes on my phone to ensure to the best of my capability that this episode is very clearly articulated because it is obviously really wildly needed. Here is why I believe, aside from that, that this episode is really important. Today, we're going to be talking about the three signs that showed me New Age was demonic and what you can do post-leaving New Age and coming to Jesus um, and why that is an important aspect to this episode today as well. So I have been in conversation with a lot of you in the DMs, probably about 15 to 20 separate conversations this week alone, and I'm recording this on a uh, Thursday night. So in the last four days, this many conversations, intentional conversations around the amount of spiritual attacks that people are under right now. And I am finding that the Lord is really, really holding up that mirror to people in their life right now around their vices and their attachments and where you are not choosing or allowing or uh, surrendering attachments that you have to your old self, to your worldly ways. And why this mirror is getting show, being shown to you right now and being held up to you right now is because God is building his army. This spiritual warfare happening right now is incredibly, incredibly undeniable. And God is wanting you, now this isn't scripture, this is my assumption, so I'm gonna context this. God is wanting you to know him deeper, to not just say you're on his side, but to be on his side. And not because he needs to convince you to be there, but because he has already laid the obvious path for you. And I believe that we're in such 
um, how do I want to word this? We're in a spiritual warfare that is more prevalent and relevant than it ever has before. And because of that, everything is on a heightened level. So in like the 1960s, yes, there was spiritual warfare. It has always existed between heaven and hell, God and the devil. And with that being said, even 40, 50, 60, 70 years later, we are even closer to the book of Revelations, much of the book of Revelations coming true. Now, this is not an episode that's going to be preaching about the end of times, but every day that has passed since the day that Jesus rose from the, from death and ascended into heaven was a day closer to the end of times. So 2,023 years later, we're 2,023 years closer to the end of times. And I don't think that people really compute that. There could be another thousand years before he comes back. We don't know. The Bible does not say. With that being said, as we continue to inch closer, the spiritual warfare continues to get louder and more obvious. And as that mirror gets held up for you, for those of you, even if you've just recently discovered about the demonic world of new age and you've come to Jesus and you've started to explore that, there's a lot of shedding to go through. And so there has been a lot of people that have been really convicted in their sins recently. They have really had that mirror facing them. And some people are falling away from Jesus because they're not ready to face what God is showing them in the mirror. Um, And this is really vitally important because even if we take spirituality, God, Jesus, new age out of this, if you want to improve your life in any sense, you have to look in the mirror. You have to look at, I'll use myself for this example, and I'll be very honest and raw and vulnerable. When I started personal development, I had to look in the mirror and face that I I had committed infidelity in past relationships, that I had lied in past relationships, that I had negotiated my way out of situations in a non-honest way that I had stolen, that I had done things to dishonor people, that I had done things to dishonor myself, that I had idolized and worshipped other gods and deities above, before, and even in lieu of God. I had to look at that in the mirror. I had to look at the unhealthy behaviors and habits that I did in fact have. I had to look at my binge eating, my emotional binge eating. I had to look at the way that I was speaking and treating my body. I had to look at the fact that I can't drink alcohol because I turn into a completely different person. Fun at first, then obnoxious, then out of control, and then it spirals down from there. I had to look at the fact that I become a completely different person when I smoke weed and none of those things are healthy they are in fact poisoning me not only the hanging on to the guilt and the shame and the regret of my past but also the things that I was still doing that was still causing me more shame and guilt and blame and all these things if you're not willing to look at yourself in the mirror and face all faucets and aspects of what you are in fact doing the devil has you You don't even have to do anything. He's got you because you're submitting to your sin versus submitting to Jesus. And so I'm finding that a lot of people are really under spiritual warfare. And when they're leaving new age, they don't know what to do. There there doesn't seem to be a bridge or it doesn't feel or seem as clear as to what to do. Like 
You still want to improve your life. You still want to get better. You still want to heal. So what do you do? Do you just pray? Do you just read the Bible? Like, how does that help you? And there's no crutches. There's no psychics to consult. There's no mediums to chant with. There's no channels to receive divine guidance and information. There's You don't have crystals anymore that you can submit to holding for protection. You don't have all these crutches anymore. And you're called to have one. One, Jesus through the word and prayer. You're called to have one crutch in the way that God lays it out and expects you to use it. And that's hard for people because how could it be that easy, right? We're conditioned that there's all these different ways to live and all these different ways to believe. So how can Jesus be the one and only true way and it just truly be that easy? You don't have to buy Jesus. You can't buy Jesus. You can purchase a Bible one time or you can download the free app, but you can't purchase it. You can't purchase faith. You can't purchase prayer. You have to submit into that discipline of it. And if you're someone who is very much attached to a poverty mindset or an abuse or abandonment mindset, then Jesus seems kind of overwhelming. Because it is too easy. There's that whole concept of it's too good to be true that you have latched onto you. Maybe, maybe you don't see that in your faith, but you believe that with money or you believe that with health. Oh, I've been sick for so long. It's too good to be true that I could actually heal, right? Oh, I've been abused for so long. It's too good to be true that someone could treat me right or that you could treat yourself right. Or I've been addicted for so long, it's too good to be true that I could actually quit for good, right? So that lack mindset is equally lingering and leaking into the way you approach your faith. And I'm finding that a lot of people really struggle with this and they don't know what to do. And if that is you, reach out to me, say hi, say hi, I'm here, I have this problem. Hi, me, I'm the problem, please help me. (laughs) I will help you, I will guide you. I'm going to encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to stand over you and preach over you, but I will pray over you. I will give you the advice of what I know. I can coach you. I can counsel you through the services that I offer. You can binge in my content. You can download all the podcast episodes. There is so many ways for you to figure out what to do as you cross that bridge from new age to Jesus. And this episode really fires me up because I'm seeing people go to Jesus and then get swallowed back by the enemy because they're not willing to look in the mirror at their own sins, at the vices that they're allowing attachment to that is their old self, that is their worldly ways. And so they'll blame Christianity or other Christians or the Bible or God, and it's this complex, they don't want to fit in a box. But in God, you are free. In God, this there is no box, right? You submit to things in your life every day. You, su- you are a mother, you submit to the box of motherhood. You make a certain income every year, you submit to that box of that financial structure. You have a certain illness or dietary restriction or health regimen or non-health regimen, you submit to the box of whatever that looks like for you. We have boxes all over the place. In God, 
He is the only true freedom out of all boxes, but that doesn't mean that you can just willy-nilly do whatever you want to do and say, well, I love Jesus and I believe in Jesus and this is just how it goes. And so here I am and like I'm on my way now. And then, oh, but I, you know, Jesus loves me, so that's fine. You can't just do that. So this episode, my intention is to really help you to see why you shouldn't go back to the attachments of new age and equally the be the bridge for you to know what to do moving forward so here was my three big signs uh that showed me that new age was demonic and the reason why this topic is really near and dear to my heart to me is not only because I was saved from Jesus from all of this, but because I actually didn't approach this because of some divine miracle experience. Like we had, my husband had experienced a miracle that I've shared in a past episode through his heart surgeries and just like many instances in the last six years. But even those weren't enough to necessarily tip me to the point of taking the Bible and taking Jesus seriously. I approached it with logic and some really raw and honest conversations. And this was a huge breakthrough for me because in those conversations and in that exploration of logic, it led me to know the truth and then go on to stay disciplined in it. So here was the first one. Okay, the first sign that showed me new age was demonic was when I practiced mediumship and everyone that I had gone to to mentor me around developing these gifts, developing uh, intuition, developing self-awareness, one of the common, let's say, contingencies with it was that anxiety just came with the package. But that meant you were very highly gifted. So it was this like catch 22 where it's like you have likely communicated with spirits, felt energy, feel other people's emotions, you know, have these senses, you've had these visions, you just know what people are thinking or you know, you know things, you don't know how you know them, right? Those are all principles of different senses of intuition. And with that, there's this, this gift, this flattery that goes with it. It's like, that means you're gifted. And God gifted every single person on this planet intuition. It is how we can use our discernment to sense truth when it is not obvious. And so with mediumship came this caveat of anxiety. And that never sat well with me. It was like, okay, I could be this incredibly gifted, you know, prophesying person but I have to deal with chronic anxiety, like that doesn't really make sense to me. If I'm so gifted and this is a really great thing willed from God, why do I have this like immediate contrast of suffering, right? Like we live in the world, to live in the world, to live on planet earth, there is suffering that exists at any given point in anyone's life. There is something that is causing you some form of distress and dependent upon your level of awareness and, you know, your healing process, how you handle or respond to situations is going to determine the level of approach you have to that, whether it's more calm, compassionate, cool, more parasympathetic, you know, you approach things from like a rested place or very overreactive, very overstimulated fight and flight or freeze. Um, So that was the first one that didn't sit well with me. And that was probably the first thing that like I got into mediumship. I started getting taught these gifts. I wasn't even ever going to share them with the world. 
Um, but one of the assignments in my course I was in was to go out and practice on other people. So I just like went on Facebook one day and said, hey guys, I'm doing readings, like who wants one? And I immediately connecting to the first person felt that contrast of anxiety. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to experience this without that. Like, I don't need, I understood at the very least what we believe is what we see, what we perceive, what we experience. So I was like, well, I'm not going to believe that I have to have anxiety. What I came to find was that every time I connected with someone, whether it was through an energy healing, a mediumship, a psychic reading, crystal clearing, whatever, that I always carried their energy with me. And then I had to go through this whole process of getting rid of it and clearing it. And it never really went away. And in that, there was one time where I experienced a very malevolent spirit. Someone had come to me for mediumship. There was a very dark, malevolent spirit attached to them. And my intuition blocked it. Like I could not read this person, though I could feel this, this entity knocking at my door. I had I didn't even end up doing the mediumship reading for the person uh, who I had initially connected to for them was their grandmother and it like kind of resonated, it kind of didn't. This was one of two readings that I have that I did in the past that I ended up giving a full refund for. So this person connected with her grandmother, so to speak, and it was this kind of like, oh, well, some of it resonated, some of it didn't. And then she got, oh, she opened up and she's like, who I want to speak to is my dad. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like trying to connect and it felt really weird and it felt really off. And there was this huge resistance and it kind of felt like as if I was trying to push through a structured wall. Like there's no door, there's no window. Like I'm trying to push through the wall and I couldn't get through and everything I was saying didn't resonate and then she was like okay no like this I don't think this is working I was like yeah no that's fine sometimes like that happens no problem I'll give you a refund no big deal and uh, she ended up emailing me back saying I wanted to connect with my father because I wanted to understand why he abused my mother drove her to commit suicide killed my brother murdered him like committed suicide upon himself abused me and my sister as a child and I was like whoa like no thank you thank god I did not connect to him fully and nonetheless I connected with her who had that resentment and anger attachment entity attachment to that spirit and it's still as a byproduct of me connecting to her, connected to me. And I had some of the most insane nightmares that I have ever had in my life. I have pretty wild dreams. If you ever follow along on my Instagram stories every once in a while, I'll pop in and share my super weird, wacky dreams. I wake up almost every morning. I'm like, babe, I got to tell you about this dream. Like Phil has to be my counselor in the morning to figure out what's going on in in the dream realms for me. Um, But like, I've always had weird dreams. But like this was like night terror dreams that you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel a presence looming over you, like those kind of dreams. And it took me weeks to get rid of it. I don't even remember how I got rid of it. I think I actually submitted to just simply praying versus trying to sage my house or essential oil these energies out or whatever, all these things. And um, so that one was a big tipper for me that that didn't make sense. I can connect to spirits, but I have anxiety. Why? Like this is supposed to be a good thing. This is supposed to bring healing and, and alleviate grief. Like why do I have to go through a sense of suffering in order to provide this, you know, incredible experience. And then the second one was, 
I started to look at what psychics were really saying and sharing. So um, I really started to question if from a spiritual aspect, if Jesus is the highest ascended master, why are psychics, including myself, not encouraging people to go and seek out Jesus? Like why are we choosing to just kind of like brush over that like it's not a big deal or that it's not that important or oh yeah that's great you you know Jesus is your ascended master that's pretty cool but there's never an encouragement to go and explore that and I really started to look at this myself when I started to study um, ascended masters because I was like okay so who's the top right like the hierarchy of life exists regardless of anything right like there's a top and there's a bottom (laughs) what's the top there's a source to everything what's the top and it really dawned on me that as Jesus being the highest of ascended masters why aren't we I was like why am I not encouraging people to seek out Jesus and so that really started to tip me into the realm of okay well if he's the highest point of connection well, I'm just going to channel and connect and give readings and do things in his name. So I started leaning more into like praying over people versus just like channeling over people. And I leaned into, um, you know, talking to people about when they're channeling or when they're praying or when they're meditating to go just directly to Jesus. Like I started to think, well, why am I going to all these other gods and deities and, and goddesses? And I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. And when I started to look at things from this more logical lens of one of the things that I started studying very early on when I started readings was cognitive behavioral therapy, because I understood very quickly that this was an industry of wounded people trying to create, like, um, trying to create closure and in order to create closure for the things that they lacked, they wanted to do it in the name of helping other people. And, and I saw that as a pattern very early on. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go a step above that. And I'm going to get like proper training to know how to actually handle mental crisis and how to deal with people when they're in a meltdown or in a breakdown. Like I'm giving a reading and this person's like literally having a, a grief meltdown. Like what do I do with that? Somebody's having an anxiety attack. What do I do with that? I realized that there was nobody was teaching this for one. And so I started to do independent psychology studying. And so my background in having cognitive behavioral therapy understanding led me to be able to rationalize these things in a different lens. So I wasn't as attached to all this new age channeling stuff because I had this logical approach to it where I could, I had, let's say, a barrier to seeing behind the wall of what it could or couldn't be. And then that led me to looking at how people were showing up in their life. So it was like, okay, Jennifer's coming to me for this like acute anger issue. And yet, even though she spent thousands on other people doing energy healings on her and psychic readings and courses to learn psychic energy and intuition, personal development, she still has this acute anger issue. Like something's not clicking, something's not going away. What is it? And learning cognitive behavioral therapy led me to understanding that when we're addressing anything in life, 
any form of growing, healing, getting better, improving, whatever, you have there's a root. Like you have to figure out the root of that. And so if like if you have um um if you have abandonment issues, you have to get to the root of where that started and how that pattern and is inflicting on your habits and how you're showing up in your life because of that abandonment wound. It's not just I'm angry at my dad. It's like, okay, why? Oh, there's an abandonment wound because of what happened in childhood, right? So we got to look at that as a whole. So I started to use that same approach with energy. Well, what is the source of this connection? What is the root of this connection? What is the whole of this connection? And it led me to God. And so at this point, I was probably about three and a half years into energy readings and psychic mediumship work. I built a multiple six-figure business online. We were thriving. I retired my husband. I was working from home. Like it was an incredible experience. I was, at this point, I had coached um, thousands of people across the world in over the three and a half years around healing, personal development, energy psychic work for personal reasons and business building, like I had done so much and accomplished so much in what I thought was the name of good. And when I applied this concept of what is the root of it all, what is the source of everything, and I came to God, the same question then had to beg, well, who is God? And how do I know? And where can I learn about that? And I knew God exists in the Bible. And sure, there's other religions that talk to and speak to God, But what's really fascinating about the psychology program that I'm in now and having to learn all every religion, like every main dominant religion, there are so many gaps and holes in their monotheistic God. So there's um, Judaism, uh, Christians, and Islamic beliefs, and they're the primary three that have a monotheistic God, which means that they have one God, one God that created it all. And so out of those three... The Christian Bible was the only one that covered all faucets of life from emotional experiences to the Ten Commandments, stealing, cheating, lying, thieving, coveting, uh, dishonoring, idolizing, all that stuff, as well as uh, pre-life, post-death, all the things in between. It was the only one that covered it all. And all the other ones had gaps and holes. For example, um, in Judaism, they don't necessarily believe in an afterlife, but they also don't believe in reincarnation. Like there's an aspect of heaven and hell, but it's more of like what you experience on earth. So there's a gap in the totality of life. And then in the Islamic belief, it is very much driven by God dominates social, political, economic, and monetary forms. And that was something they believe that the Christian view doesn't honor is that God dominates but the Christian view of God is that he doesn't need to prove his dominance because he is good and he will do good in all things and in those who submit to him through Jesus which is where Jesus came in um, you have access into heaven which again covers that post uh, pre and post life experience so logically I was like yeah okay so this just for like solidifies that this is the best way. And then number three was that I started to realize once I looked into God and who he was and where to learn about him, which was through the Bible, and that he said the only way is through me and here's why, or the only way to me is through my son and here's why. 
I also came to Deuteronomy and Deuteronomy speaks to how God rebukes all enchanters, necromancers, fortune tellers, mediums, um, um, uh, all, of, all of these things of energy, all of these things of the devil that have nothing to do with him. And I realized that everything that I had thought was good was actually dark, was actually demonic. And that was really, really hard to move through. And that really led me to that the final nail on the cross, if you will, the third point, which was that no one in spirituality, in new age, was actually guiding people to physical testing. Okay, this is actually a really important point that if you have left new age and come to Jesus, you're probably sitting there like, oh, yeah, no kidding, right? Um, here's why this is so important, okay? When you go to someone for an energy healing, they'll come to you and let's say one of your big concerns or issues is that you have anger. And you want to be confident, okay? You want to be more confident. That's your desire. You want to be more confident. You want to be more bold. You want to take more action. You want to be more disciplined. And you think that in order to do those things, you have to be more confident. You want to look better, feel better, be better, okay? And you go to the energy healer and you tell them, this is my desire. You know, what's standing in the way? What's blocking me? And they go and they run their hands over your body and they stop around your your um, stomach and it's your solar plexus. And they go, oh, well... Your solar plexus, which is the center of your courage and your boldness and your willpower and determination, this is blocked. And so there is likely a lot of anger or resentment that is stopping you from being more confident, from having that voice, from being able to take those actions and be disciplined. Okay. And to you initially, that might make a lot of sense. Like, oh yeah, actually I do have resentment towards this person or this thing or myself. And I do actually carry a lot of anger because of this. And so that is in fact true. I'm not necessarily disregarding that. There is very much an emotional component to why we struggle and why dis-ease exists within our body that naturally will form illnesses. But with that being said, that energy healer, or guide, or psychic, whatever, cannot tell you if things like your pancreas, which is located in that that space, that system, is underperforming with insulin and actually causing you to be pre-diabetic. Maybe one of your biggest things is holding you back from confidence is like some crazy weight gain that you've had and you can't figure out why. And it turns out that your pancreas isn't producing the insulin and so your body is just trying to absorb as much sugar and is actually inflaming and um, uh, retaining all the water that's coming into your body because it doesn't, it's going into its own state of panic and fight and flight which is now raising your cortisol levels, which is burning out your adrenals, which is creating an imbalance within your gut system, right? Your microbiome, it's not doing very well. And so the energy healer isn't telling you about that, which you can go now and take their advice and go and dress your anger and resentment. But that doesn't mean you have now healed the damage that has been caused in that system, in those systems, you're going to need private testing or, or testing in general to figure out what is going going on, where your level's at, what your recovery plan looks like. It might not be something crazy. It could just be some supplements you're needing or some stress you need to get out of your life, right? It could be a multiple of things. But if you don't actually get the physical testing, your body's never actually going to improve. So healers, I realized, 
weren't guiding people to go get physical testing. And that really struck a chord with me because from the very beginning, the thing that I always preached with was ethics and morals, only to come to find out it was literally the opposite of what I was doing. But with that being said, that same notion of me wanting to be the most ethical and the most moral led me to never settling with the fact that this goddess is true and universally we're all accepted and God just loves everyone and we're all his children. We are not all God's children. We are made in his image, but we are not all his children. Only those who submit to Jesus become his children, who accept the story of his resurrection, who accept to take up their cross uh, of their sins and wear that burden and walk through life and do better, right? Um, Disciplined in his word, disciplined in prayer, disciplined in faith, shedding your worldly ways. Only then do you become a child of God. And so it was really interesting to me to see that no energy healer was actually acknowledging or encouraging people to go get private testing. And so those three things that having these mediumship gifts and having these special intuitive gifts meant that I had to live with anxiety. No. Um, Psychics, um, uh, psychics not encouraging you to seek out Jesus in the proper form. Like there is a book that talks about who he is and what he did for you and what you are expected of in that. No psychic was encouraging you to go read the Bible. And then no healer was telling you to go and get private testing, which anyone who's dealt with any illness issue, um, burnout, tiredness, fatigue, brain fog, gut issues, digestive issues, brain, heart, health, whatever, you can't just pretend that you think you know what's going on and that that's going to solve your problem and you're just going to go buy supplements. Like that has, that'll never be a good approach. That will never work because what you think you might be treating because you channeled it doesn't mean it's actually the right thing or that there's not other things that are compromised in lieu of it. Yeah, maybe your pancreas is out, but it might also be your liver that's like super plugged with toxins. And so in order to heal the pancreas, we need to detox the liver. Like there's so many things that interconnect with each other that need that specialized understanding for you to in fact heal, right? What's standing in the way, what's blocking you from having more energy and more confidence might not actually just be your anger and your resentment. It might be that you're addicted to your vanity. You're addicted to your energy healing. You're addicted to alcohol. You're addicted to sex. You're addicted to emotional chaos. You're addicted to marijuana. You're addicted to clutter, right? There can be many addictions. And because of those things, your body is over or underperforming. And so it's not in homeostasis. It's not in balance. But just because you go and declutter your home or kick your weed habit or put down the alcohol or stop chasing sex for fulfillment, that doesn't mean your body isn't still going to be in deep distress. And so those three things really showed me Not only is Jesus the obvious choice spiritually, because when I came to him, all of this became very clear, but that in that, all of those things are just leading you to need to buy more things, do more things, become more of your own understanding, become more of what you want to experience. And what you're doing is you're invoking entities in that desire. 
You want to be rich and famous, you're going to invoke a rich and famous entity. You want to be the healthiest with abs, you're going to invoke some type of vanity entity. You want to be whatever in life, you want to travel the world, make a lot of money, you're going to invoke this entity of that type of experience. That doesn't mean you can't have a lot of money, have a lot of stability in money. Let's not say just have a lot of money, but have a lot of stability in money have a good relationship with money, you can be healthy and have abs. But having those things in Jesus means that you're not attached to them. So if there's an accident and you're out for six weeks, you're not concerned about whether or not you're going to restrict a diet or get on the treadmill. If something happens that costs you $15,000, $20,000 when you finally saved up your first 40, you're not going to be addicted to the fact that, ugh, what would you mean panic stress like that's not to say there won't be something initially but it'll be like okay this sucks and thank god i have jesus thank god i have god i know i can repair this i know that there's a plan in this i know there's something to learn or there's something to submit to or there's a greater opportunity i'm just going to fully trust and have faith versus on the other side you get thrown into fight and flight panic and distress because it's like <gasps> Oh, does this mean that I'm not worthy of it? I wasn't supposed to keep it. Is this a past life thing? Is this a karma thing? Is this, oh my goodness, like what cycle do I got to break? Is there a block here? So do you see the immediate distress and the contrast? This episode is so important because these things are relevant whether you want to actually address them or not. These things are true wholeheartedly and not just because it's my opinion but factually mentally emotionally physically and spiritually this is true and that is really hard to swallow even as you even if you are someone who is just leaving new age it is really hard to digest the things that i'm saying because there's a mirror being held up to you that is showing you exactly where you are convicted and attached to to sins there are things even up until a week ago that i became aware of as i prayed the same prayer every day god please reveal to me where i or the enemy is hindering me from a greater connection in you and serving you to live out your will for me I pray this prayer every day. And so up until a couple weeks ago, I had something revealed to me. And because I have learned through cognitive behavioral therapy to address the patterns and habits, and I wholeheartedly believe in God and what he says and what's in the Bible, I'm not going to stay convicted in what I'm doing and say, well, that's just not for me. Like, I'll get to that one. Or, ooh, that's a doozy. That's going to be a big unpacking. I'm like, okay, here we go. I asked, I prayed, you showed me, let's dig into this. And that doesn't mean you need to sit on your floor weeping for years and just like in emotional turmoil again. It can be as something, sometimes something as simple as like, okay, Lord, this is really going to call discipline for me. Please help me with the courage and strength. And when I feel like, especially for as I healed emotional binge eating, Every time I'd go into the pantry and there was a bucket of chocolates or candy and I'd put my hand in the bucket, I'd stop and say, Lord, Lord, the enemy has me. This is not something that is of you. This is not something that I want to choose anymore. Please help me with my strength. And I'd take my hand out versus if I wouldn't say that prayer and I didn't allow the Holy Spirit to intercede as I was falling short in a sin of gluttony. I would have before just taken the candy, justified it, said, no, I deserve it. I'm worthy of it. 
and then later on beat myself up about why my brain's tired, my body's not acting properly, I'm feeling like lethargic, all these things. I can't figure out why I'm not focusing. It's like, yeah, because you're on a sugar high or a crash, right? So these things are so important. Now, here's where I'm going to end this episode off. If you are someone who has left New Age and you're basically just like your neck is sore because you've been nodding so much and you agree and you're like hands in the air and you're like preach sister like you got it you are hearing my thoughts literally what is going on how do other people not see this and what do I do on the other side of this I'm going to give you two tips of where you can start. And this is universal. You can literally be anyone with any desire, any goal you're striving for and have come to Jesus, whether you're mature in your faith or new to it. um, This is what you can do to help yourself move forward. And I'm also going to share with you a program that is going to kickstart in the new year. It is going to be four months It is called The Bridge, and it is for those who have left New Age and are coming to Jesus. If you are hearing this podcast episode, you are only going to get early access and a discounted rate until the end of November through the code in the notes of the show. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is as well. But this is going to be for you if you do love getting... growing and healing and becoming better and being better and growing in your faith and overcoming your anxiety in your old ways. Um, If this is you and you need that bridge, you want that encouragement, you want that coaching and support, this is who this program is for. So the code is going to be freedom, okay? And it's going to save you $200 off the program. Again, early enrollment and access is going to only be exclusively through this podcast until the end of November. And then it is going to go up to its original rate. Um, So here's what you can do. Okay. For those of you who have left new age and you are coming to Jesus, I'm going to approach this for um, in, in two different ways with two different options. If you are someone who has the funds afforded to you, the first place I would start is with private testing. Doc Shock, I'm going to link him in the show notes, and Jetta are the two people that I would highly recommend because what they do is insanely important and insanely powerful. And if you don't necessarily have the funds to invest in testing, which typically the tests range from 200 to, I want to say the highest one is about 700 U.S., Um, and then you pay for their services to do the read-throughs and the plans for you based off of custom tailored to what your results have and come back. Um, I digress. They are the people who are insanely knowledgeable, who actually genuinely care about your health and about your safety and about improving and healing. They are both people who have healed Things that the medical industry pretend are not healable. Um, infertility issues, DocShock went through to heal infertility issues, mold issues, uh, chronic illnesses. Um, Jetta also healed from chronic illnesses. So these are things that are actually reversible. And these two people, I would bet my entire career and name on them being able to help you. Go and get private testing so you can actually finally know what is in fact going on with your body. 
If your cycle's all over the place, if your moods are all over the place, if your mind is all over the place, things like ADHD is actually not normal, anxiety is actually not normal, these things can in fact be reversed through proper diets and supplementation um, based on what your body actually needs. And so this isn't just about taking collagen in your coffee every morning instead of trying to give you the, the, well, I guess the skin development hormone that you need. Let's actually build up the builder that makes the collagen. So what they do is they're not just going to, I'm just using collagen for example, because it's like super popular. Um, They're not just going to recommend that you take collagen for your skin. They're going to recommend whatever builds the collagen to help restore that. Okay. So that's why this is so important. Second is, I'll say this is in two parts. The first one is You really have to allow yourself the time. And though this isn't always easy, it is absolutely vital and necessary. Spend the time, create the time, find the time to get into the word. Because far too often, you will find yourself mad at other Christians for what they're saying, mad at other people for not getting it or believing, mad at yourself for the ways in which the things, the mirrors that are being shown up for you or shown to you that you might not feel like you're ready to address, but that awareness doesn't come if you're not ready. Get into the word because it is so easy to fall astray and fall back into old ways because it feels like too much or like you can't handle it. But if you have an awareness about something, you can in fact handle it. And there is in fact a solution to it. And the other thing that I would say is, apart from getting in the word, which is definitely the most important, is take the time to actually allow yourself to process. What I mean by that is, don't just jump into whoever can promise you a quick fix. I literally just talked about a program that's going to kick off in January. Don't let that be the first thing you jump to if you have not spent the time allowing yourself to process. Like if you are someone who has been in all the things for a long time, give yourself some time to breathe because it is just as easy to fall into the traps of new age, always needing help, always needing a coach, always needing a mentor, And then always feeling blocked and always feeling unclear and always feeling like you don't know because you don't have somebody to point it out, right? So don't jump into a program to replace the psychic or the healer you used to have. Take the time to process, to actually be still with yourself, to actually live in your life because it is likely something you haven't done for a very long time. And there is likely cupboards and drawers and doors that are closed with stuff pouring out or piling up behind them go and clean out this clutter and if it works out where you've taken the time to process and you do feel called come and join me in the bridge because that is going to be an incredible help for you to move through the layers of shedding of developing your self-awareness in christ I'm going to encourage you to continue to grow in the word. Like your discipline should first and foremost come from you being in the word. That's free. That doesn't need a coach. That is literally you needing to just make the time. That's it. 
And if you can't do that, don't go and join a program. Don't go to anyone for coaching. Spend the time building the discipline in the word first and foremost. That is another thing that psychics are not going to tell you to do is to go spend the time reading a manuscript because they want you to keep needing them. It's how they afford to do what they're doing. Stuck in the traps and the cycles of the demonic attachments and entities. I don't want you to come to me if you are not someone who's not working on your discipline with word. That doesn't mean you have to be devoted in the Bible every single day to join the bridge. It's not a pre-qualifier. But I do highly encourage you to be someone who is actively working on that. Start with two times a week. I'll end with this story. When God showed me the truth and I came to Jesus in 2021, the thing that I really struggled with was being a present patient mom. I had so much guilt and shame riddled around what I had done, what I was doing, who I was, the years of my kid's life that I had lost to all this stuff and my health was declining. And so in the beginning of 2023, I also, for those two years, wasn't willing to not have a coach, not have this, not have that. I still wanted and sought out and needed all these people and all these things. So I was still very much in that cycle and that trap. When it came to 2023, in February, I had chronic pain from postpartum, from delivery. And I was hardly able to walk more than 45 minutes a day without literally needing to be bedridden for the rest of the day. And God put it on my heart to first focus on becoming a present patient mom. And the way in which he said that I was going to do that was by learning to get in the word every single day. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not in the word every single day. Actually, I can't say that anymore. Um, I'm actually pretty consistent with it. I'd say every day, maybe once a week, I'm not. Um, I'm in the word every day. I'm either listening to it before I go to bed. I'm reading it in the morning. I'm in it when I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into the word so that I have something to share with you guys in the channel on Instagram. Like I am in it every day. With that being said, I needed that discipline in order to know how to become a present patient mom. And when I looked at that and, and almost like dequalified myself, it was like, well, that's not like walking on stages and presenting and speaking and building a business and doing all these things. Like, okay, like that sounds nice. And like, I want that, of course, but it like almost didn't seem like enough. And what God revealed to me was that if I couldn't be disciplined in the things that really mattered in my life, which was my kids and be better for them, all these other things that I want stages, speaking, sharing this message on a global stage, telling people the truth about the spiritual warfare, helping them to actually heal the right way, teaming up with incredible people like Jetta and, and Jacques Moser. I want those things, but in order for me to experience that on any higher level, I needed the discipline to start here. And if that wasn't good enough, I was never going to sustain where I was going. And so that allowed me to shed a lot of these paradigms of lack and misfortune and and neglect and rejection and abandonment and sins and attachments. It allowed me to do that, but only because I actually followed God. And so if you are struggling and you don't know what to do or you're feeling lost and confused and you don't have your crutches 
that were a coping strategy for you for a long time, come and reach out in my DMs. Jump in with the code FREEDOM, save $200, and join me in the bridge. Or at the very least, most importantly, take the time to get silent and just read the Bible. It might not speak to you right away. At first, when I opened my Bible, it didn't really make sense. I remember reading it as a young child, and I was like, I have no idea what this is saying to me. I can barely make this out. Now I read it, and I understand it. And it speaks to me. It's like the words come off the page. It is literally like I'm breathing in oxygen. It is an experience. It didn't start that way. Through discipline, the Holy Spirit came in and convicted me. And now the Bible makes sense to me. And yes, there's all different types of interpretations of it. But I can feel the truth that God is pouring into me because I'm reading what he says. So start there. Do not let yourself falter into old ways, but also have the grace to know that God already knows exactly how your life is going to be laid out. And in him, the freedom exists. In Jesus, the freedom exists. And you can shed these paradigms and you are breaking these chains. If you have come to Jesus and it's not been something natural in your lineage, you're a generational cycle breaker now. And that's going to be really hard because the devil has had you for decades, if not centuries. And now you have come, God has placed you on the earth at this time to say that you are going to be the chosen one of your lineage to break this. And that's going to be hard. But the best part is you don't have to do it alone. You're not meant to do it alone. And he's going to take on healing the past. You don't need to go to a healer to figure out how you can heal your generation. He is going to heal the generation for you and you are going to walk forward being the healer of the generations to come in Jesus' name because you changed the path because God called you to the right path and you accepted. So I hope this episode really sparks something within you today. I really hope it helps you to understand the roots of demonic attachment in the new age. I hope it helps you to understand the roots of freedom, light, and glory that exists in God and his plan and his word above all else, even when it's hard. And I hope and look forward to seeing you in the bridge in 2024. All the details will be in the show notes for everyone I mentioned, for everything I mentioned, for the code and all the things. And, uh, I really look forward to moving forward and supporting you guys with all this because it is, there's a lot of harsh people in new age who have come to Jesus, I've noticed, and they, they are still attached to a lot of the entities of new age. And you see this in two forms. And I did a podcast episode on before, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I'm going to finish this up and get back to (laughs) doing schoolwork. Um, But they're very much attached to prophesying in the church which is not biblically accurate. And they're very much attached to your church and you need to be a part of deliverance, which is also not biblically accurate. And it is just as much you doing Reiki in the church under the guise of deliverance and you fortune telling in the church under the guise of prophesying. Um, When the Lord made it clear that John was the last of the prophecies and the only prophecy to come that we are meant to share is to breathe the name of the return of Jesus Christ. That's the prophecy. When God calls us to prophesy in the end of times, it's about the coming of Christ. It's not about what John's going to do in his future. It's not what you see for Sally and how it's all going to work out. And because of Jesus, they're going to come to Jesus. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No, 
It's not about casting out demons. I think of the verse in in Matthew where he says, Lord, Lord, have I not cast out demons and prophesied in your name? And the Lord says, I never knew you. Go away from me. Like if that doesn't right there tell you in one scripture, literally how he feels about people turning themselves into idols under Jesus's name in the name of casting out demons. It's like, it's a whole thing. I see right through it and I'm like, nope. I just had an encounter with actually a couple that um, wanted to do a deliverance on me and my husband for God knows what reasons and just like so much weird energy. And thank God I went through New Age so I can understand and have that discernment and know when I feel the enemy tugging in my home, let me tell you, it was nothing but chaos. It was like that. This will be an episode for another time when I do one on like how to set boundaries with people who may very much well be say that they're of Christ and those who are not. Um, Yeah, that's going to be an episode for another time. I digress. So anyways, that's where I'm going to end it off. I love you guys. I can't wait to, to chat with you next week. And let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram. If you made it this far, if you've loved this episode, let me know what you thought. At the Riley June, link will be in the show notes. I'd love to hear your takeaways. I'd love to hear if you disagreed, if you agreed, if you liked it, if you didn't. Either way, all feedback is great. And at the end of this episode, you'll hear me ask for if you can go and leave a five-star review on iTunes. It is very much appreciated just to help to continue to spread this podcast and truly, ultimately, most importantly, spread the glory of God and the work that he is doing for you, for everyone here on earth in this lifetime. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found the faith and encouragement you needed to rise up and conquer. I'm on a mission to impact 500,000 women with this work, and I need your help to do it. If you could leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, I will be forever grateful. Remember, Jesus is the only name that can conquer all darkness, and it is up to you to choose him daily so that you can live a purpose-filled, Holy Spirit-led life too.